Willie Lightfoot joins us now, city council member. Uh, good morning, sir. How are you feeling on this hey, Wednesday man. morning? Positive energy, positive vibes, man. How man, are you doing? I, I feel it, feeling... Um, uh, feeling torn, man. I, 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 listen, we were talking about a lot of stuff on air. I want to get your thoughts on what's been happening in Rochester in the last. I wouldn't even just say seventy-two hours. It's been a it's been a rough week and a half, two weeks here in Rochester with all the information that's coming down that resulted in the chief retiring yesterday. Members of uh, his command also leaving the department. Um, still asking for justice for Daniel Prude. There were protesters last night. Uh, I, I, where do you want to start on this one? Because this is going to be a conversation that's really multi-layered in where we are with this investigation, when you guys knew at city council, what's going to happen in the near future, and how do we prevent this from happening again? All right, so first and foremost, man, I, I want to honor and give condolences and my prayers to the Prude family. Uh, the Daniel Prude family. And then I want to acknowledge the, the work and the dedication of the chief and his staff that are retiring uh, because I do believe that he was doing great work in this community. Um, this is a tragic situation, traumatic. It's extremely traumatic for our entire city. It's traumatized by all of these events. Um, all systems let Daniel down that night. Uh, and I had to try to figure out why was this, you know, so quiet, you know, especially on Jefferson Avenue, man, a place where we we always get news very quickly. And, you know, I, I penned a letter, you know, that called, was called Where Do We Go From Here? And, and, I, and in my letter, I, I spoke with the fact that on, on, on March 21st, the governor shut down the barbershops and salons. So I was standing in my shop with tears in my eyes. I remember, even matter of fact, I think we, I was even on this show like the day before, the day after, <laughs> talking about, you know, we didn't know our fate. And just like probably a couple of days later, according to the reports that came out, is when this incident happened with uh, Mr. Prude. So I will tell you this, that, you know, council found out about this like everybody else when it was on television. I was at a, uh, a graduation ceremony for the largest recruit class in the history of the Rochester Fire Department when I'm being texted about a cover-up. And I'm like, what do you, I don't even know what people, I don't even understand. What, I call for an immediate briefing. From mm -hmm. the mayor and the chief to all of council, um, then there was some type of suspicious package that was delivered to uh, city hall that day, and they were saying they couldn't. Maybe we might not have the meeting. And we said, "We no matter what, we're having this meeting." And uh, I, I walked in that meeting, and I want to tell you, I shook the room, I shook the building. I, I was so angry, and anybody that was there would tell you that. I walked out. I was so angry um, because I could not believe that after watching a video like that, that this wouldn't be presented to the community. Um, so, you know, of course, a lot of the, the facts of after that, we begin to, to uh, peel back and, and hear, you know, mm -hmm. coming from the mayor, she, she was misinformed and, you know, this and that and different things arising as a result. But the fact of the matter is, city council, what we did is we said, look, okay, number one, um, we need to uh, talk to the attorney general and have her expedite because we're finding out that the attorney general knew. And I was like, you know, that which was even more surprising. So we're like, okay, she needs to expedite her investigation. Those officers need to be uh, suspended immediately because they were still doing business. And so need to be suspended immediately. Uh, we're asking the mayor for a complete uh, timeline of everything that's going on. We asked for those protesters that were uh, 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 arrested, that those charges be dropped. Mm -hmm. And then we're launching our own independent investigation from an external uh, law department 
that we're getting ready to put in effect and we're going to exercise our subpoena power to find out all of the truths and get all of the receipts with this situation. In the letter you, you penned from uh, where do we go from here, I thought there was a couple different things uh, that, that you brought up in a sense of communication. I want to I first get into the point of you were in the military. You, communication is key in all of that. There was some sort of lack of communication that you just talked about just now that, that allowed for things to go on and not everybody be on the same page. You also mentioned something about, and I think this is a really good point here going forward when it comes to uh, uh, helping those when it, it, involving change going forward with the police union and following up with on training and mental health protocol training with more transparency. I wanted to get your thoughts on that because I think what gets missed in this whole thing is you can change a mayor, you can change the police chief. If the protocol stays the same, and the line can be used, this is how we were, they were trained or this is how officers were trained, and you don't fix the protocol, this could happen again. Yeah, let's, let's go back to a great question. Let's go back to the communication piece. That's the first thing. You know, we started the real initiative and, and the race commission. The thing that we were looking at are policy, practices, and procedures. So immediately I began when, when, when this came to light, I said, well, what's something's obviously wrong with the with, with our procedures and, and, and our practices in this situation? Because how could this information be known by these individuals and corporate counsel? You got to remember something about corporate counsel. They work for the city mayor, the mayor, and they work for city council. So if 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 the corporate council knows, they were supposed to brief city council too. That should be a policy. A standard within the within the city charter. So there are some policy changes that we're going to have to change immediately. That I believe that uh, I'm going to be trying to push for uh, very very quickly along with council. Uh, that's that that's a breakdown right there. That should have happened immediately. He works for the corporate council, works for the mayor, and for city council. So city council the and I'm not talking about some conversation on the fly. This should have been a briefing, an official briefing. Mm-hmm. Everybody's seeing all of the evidence. Everybody's seeing all of the videos. Uh, you can't let you know this ain't no thing where you just tell somebody on the fly, you know, or you know this happened. Or, you know, it, no, this should have been an official briefing. Then there should have been a press information to the community, mm-hmm. right? To say whatever it is that you could, you know, that that's that happened that you mm-hmm. can say. Mm-hmm. So we were told as council that there were certain things that was advised that they couldn't disclose to us. That's problematic for me right yeah. here. That's yeah. a problem. You know, we, 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 we have a responsibility to know. So those are things that we need to change there. Then you look at the systems that, that, that failed Daniel. Okay. And the f- systems, the healthcare system, you look at the EMS response. They didn't even cover this man. I've been on many e- EMS responses. And that's one of the first things I'll do is I'll go grab a bag and I'm on the fire department. I'll go grab a bag, a, a, a cover, a blanket and cover them to, for some dignity for the individual person. So th- they shouldn't be let off the hook either. The EMTs that responded that night should not be let off the hook. They did not show any yep. dignity to this man. So that system failed them. The healthcare system failed them. The government failed them. You know, and so uh, mental health. And so I would say now, going forward, where do we go from here? We, we, we have to begin to look at uh, and what the city, where we, where we also propose, is putting money into our FACET program. We, have, we already have uh, social workers that work for the city. 
They're under the umbrella of the police department. So that's the first thing. Let's move them out of the police department because nobody wants to really deal with them right now, right? So let's move them into DRIES, Department of Youth and Recreation. Let's begin to see how we can increase their services. And there's, I believe in a, uh, in, in a hybrid or a team response. I think to our mental health situations, we should have a team. And I'm going to tell you something else about this situation. That call that that brother made for help, where did that call have to go through? It had to go through 911. Right. Okay? So the, when you talk about communications, the first breakdown in the communication was there. If I, like I said in the letter, if I, get, if, I get, if I get notified for every homicide, why wasn't I notified for this homicide? Mm-hmm. I'm, talking about, I'm talking about immediate. I get yeah. immediately called when, I'm, when there's a homicide in this city. Every homicide in this city, I get a text message that tells me where, when, who. I did not receive a text message on that day or on the day that he died. Okay, so so that's problematic for me as well too. I'm trying to stay calm here, man. I'm trying not to get. I know, I know, I know, I know. But I just, I, I, I get it, I get it. What, did you we understand. No, did you have a question? Because I know we were talking a little bit about some of the stuff we want to get in here. But I, but the time it seems to me, like I said before, with the communication question, mm-hmm. it's clear to me, Willie, from what you just said that there is a lack of communication that took place in this. And the mayor said it on Friday, the system let Daniel Prude down. The question is, how do we change the system? And I don't just mean just you, Willie. I don't mean just the mayor. I don't mean just the city. I mean Mm -hmm. the police department. I mean Mm -hmm. the union. I mean -hmm. mean mental health. I mean EMT. Mm -hmm. I'm talking Mm -hmm. about everybody sitting down, Mm -hmm. sharing their experience, where Mm -hmm. they're coming from, so that if there's six or seven officers around an individual, if there's six or seven officers around one person and I'm handcuffed, I should be alive. Mm-hmm. I should be able to live and, and, and go to either jail or go to mm-hmm. a mental health mm-hmm. institution or go home. You know, Absolutely. What, Absolutely. What those things, but I should be able to walk away and you should be able to see me on the body cam walk away mm-hmm. in whatever situation it may be. How- and, 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 I, and I would say this, Tariq, not to cut you off, I would say this too, though. But even if something happens... And God forbid you did have an untimely demise, then that just needs to be reported. Exactly. Right. Everybody right. got people don't have a problem. They don't have a problem with that, you know, because because at the end of the day, you know, we 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 go, we want the truth. That's all we want is That's the truth. It. And people res- respect the truth because we didn't pull the trigger. I often have to right. tell myself this every time when I get to the house. I feel bad, you know, when I have to go out talk to a family or go out to a march on those situations. I always feel bad, like I did it. You know what I'm saying? But I have to realize I didn't pull that trigger. But no. I am responsible, like you said, for helping to change systems and create preventative efforts that so that doesn't happen to anybody else. And I hope that we will see an opportunity here that Daniel's death is not in vain, that it would right. lead us to fixing these systems. Now, I'll tell you what I think, because at one point I was ready to walk away from it all. And I, mm. but I, but I, that's that's how that's how deep this was for me. You know mm. what I'm saying? And, and 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 but but I had a renewed commitment because I believe in the efforts that we have started. I believe in racial equity and leadership mm-hmm. in the city. I believe in the race commission. I think the race commission is a not the tool because there's many, but I believe it's a tool where we can get people to the table to help look at the policy practices and procedures and you remember i said this on this show all the time i said because everybody was just focused on police i said we got to look at all systems 
Yep. Because yes. all systems have structural, institutional, and systemic racism in them, which have adverse in, in impact on marginalized people and black and brown people, and it's been happening for years. How many more people have to die before we realize that these systems have to change? We must have a renewed commitment, Rochester, a renewed commitment to give justice to Daniel Prude and that family. And it's not by uh, ways that maybe even people may think, but I think mm-hmm. it's by... You got. We got to get off them high horses and get in these streets and get to work. Absolutely, uh, Willie Lightfoot, City Councilman member, as always. Thank you. Appreciate your passion, and then we'll have you get on this show very soon. Thank you for the time. Peace. All right, one zero three nine WDKX.